0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Tinker Talks. I am your host Mark Hybers, joined with April McDonald and uh, Tinker Talks is a podcast, it's an audio format podcast, and it talks about all the happenings behind the fence line of Tinker Air Force Base. And uh, before we jump into our our uh, guest for this episode, April, how are you this morning? I'm
1: doing great today. Thank Good. you for asking.
0: Awesome. Are you sure? I'm
1: sure. Yes. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good. and. Uh, Before we get going on this episode, April and I had talked um, after our last episode is we wanted to actually kick off this segment by talking to people about subscribing and downloading to this podcast. Right, April? We sure did. And you said something like, if people don't subscribe, they just don't like us.
1: That's exactly right. (laughs) And our feelings are hurt. So we really need you to subscribe and listen. Right. Tell your uh, friends.
0: Yeah. And even if you don't listen, which you should listen because it's great content, but uh, we just need you to subscribe and, and download because that pushes, the, you know, everything's got an algorithm these days. And so there are certain triggers in the algorithms to push this out to reach more people. And uh, obviously the the subject matter that we're talking about is definitely worthy of reaching more people. So uh, with that, we're going to jump into this, this month's uh, topic. And uh, we have a guest on who we've had on before, and she was amazing. Uh, and we're going to talk about another difficult topic. Uh, unfortunately, Allie gets to come on and talk about some tough subjects, but uh, she's great at what she does, and she talks great about these. So we are talking about Child Abuse Awareness Month, and uh, our guest is Allie Kern. Allie, good morning.
2: Welcome. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Thank you. and And this time... We are distance, but actually in person as last time we did this over a telephone. So it's a little harder to do on a telephone when you can't see each other and uh, you know April will make faces at me and, and do all those things trying to get me to crack up. but uh, so it's easier for me on a telephone with April. but anyway, um, so we're, we're gonna get started with this topic and um, it, it's a difficult topic and uh, I think probably a lot of people, have experienced or gone through this uh, in some form or fashion. Um, perhaps I know April and I were talking earlier about you know this could be almost considered, and I don't know if it is. And Ali, you can you can maybe talk about it later in the podcast. But invisible wounds. Hmm. Um, you know, an awful lot of kids in this country grow up in abusive households um, and go through a lot of uh, child abuse in various formats i don't there's not just one particular and and we'll cover that in a minute so um it's great that we get to sit down and talk about this and bring awareness um on how to raise our our kids up because uh you know they i don't know it's it's a tough subject for me actually um but uh you know Kids need to have a good fighting chance. They're our future, and, uh, and parents and, and people actually deserve to have a right to know on how to avoid this from happening and uh, some resources and things available. So, Allie, sorry, before I uh, just start choking up here and, and uh, start crying, <laughs> I'm going to move along. So um, r- right off the bat, can, can you tell us a little bit on what Team Tinker is doing to bring awareness to, to this month?
2: Yeah, so we have a ton of stuff going on around BASE right now actively. Um, specifically, I know today's the 7th or for podcast purposes, whenever it gets posted, <laughs> whatever day you want it to be. Right. Um, but April 2nd, we celebrated Child Abuse Pre- Prevention Month at um, the youth center. So Juan with uh, VPI, Juan um, kind of held an event where they made posters and signs and tied blue ribbons and it's also military child month as well so they celebrated that as well so if you see purple pinwheels out or blue pinwheels out or blue ribbon or purple pin or blue purple pinwheels um, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what that awareness is and we also wore blue so in the mental health clinic we wore blue or we have blue ribbons and stickers and stuff like that Um, At the Med Building, you'll see a little pinwheel garden out front whenever you walk by. We tied blue ribbons into the trees and things like that. And then um, we set up a, like a, you know, the science fair boards. Mm. We set up a science fair board um, just with information about child abuse prevention and um, signs and symptoms to look for, where to go for help, uh, things like that. And there's some goodies on the table for people to grab as well.
1: I recently heard someone say that children don't know normal. That you know, meaning that they experience what they experience in their homes. They think that everybody else experiences it also. So, just because we can't see signs of abuse, it doesn't mean it's not happening. So, abuse isn't just physical, is it? No. And so, I mean, Mark, you got a, a brought
2: up a good point about. Um, like the invisible abuse or something like that. Physical is the most easily recognizable one, obviously Mm -hmm. because you're going to see physical abuse, injuries, um, things that are concerning to look for for physical abuses, those soft tissue bruising. So... I have a two-year-old. My two-year-old gets bumps and bruises on her shins, on her elbows, Mm -hmm. on her forehead. Those are pretty normal childhood bruising. Um, Things that aren't typical would be like arms, grab marks, um, legs, soft tissue areas. So physical abuse, signs we can see, things we can see. Um, But there's also emotional, there's also sexual abuse, and then there's also neglect. And speaking in terms of what is the most common sign of abuse is neglect by far. Um, I think the statistics on that is 61% of cases that come through are neglect, but just even bigger picture. So to kind of break things down for OU fans in here, um, there were 700,000 children last year that there was confirmed child abuse findings on. Now we're not talking about investigated cases. That was closer to 3.3 million. Wow. But 700,000 children were abused or victims last year. So the University of Oklahoma's Gaylord Family Stadium can fit 86,112 people. So that will pack their stadium eight and a half times. Wow! So if you've ever been to an OU game, and I'm getting chills talking about this, but if you've ever been to an OU game and it's jam-packed and you're like, wow, that's a lot of people, imagine those being victims and kids of abuse. And that is just crazy to me. And we don't talk about it mm. because it's an uncomfortable conversation to have, but we have to talk about it. We
1: have got to talk about it. Yes, we do. That that gave me chills too. Yes. Those statistics. It's hard to imagine mm-hmm. that there are that many out there that are confirmed. So, are there statistics to break down physical and emotional abuse? Yeah. So, if we're talking about talking about the big picture of neglect,
2: um, one in seven kids have suffered some form of neglect in their lifetime. So, nationally, that's three fifths of victims. So. Wow. When we're talking about victims too, we talk about polyvictimization, and that just means that they are victims to more than one abuse. So they can be victims of neglect; they could be also victims of physical abuse, sexual abuse, things like that. Um, and that's pretty—I mean, that's pretty significant statistics. And then, if you want to talk about um, who these perpetrators are, who are these people doing the abuse? Seventy-eight percent are parents um you know back in the day they used to teach stranger danger don't talk to strangers Mm -hmm. and we still i mean yeah still kids we want to teach kids that because that's what you see on the news oh child was kidnapped things like that Mm -hmm. um but it's important as a parent too to not have your child be a victim there's there's easy ways that you can teach your kids um to not be a victim type of thing and you know Um, my last job, I was a forensic interviewer and we would have families in there all the time. Oh, I never thought this would happen to me. I never thought in a million years and it's true. I mean, abuse doesn't touch just poor people. It doesn't touch just rich people. It's everybody in between. Um, But just simple things about sexual abuse, um, empowering your child about proper names for body parts, call it what it is. They're not cute names. They are body parts. It is part of the reproductive system. Mm-hmm. Um, and that empowers the child that if they are being abused, saying, no, don't touch me there. Um, and it kind of throws the perpetrator back of like, oh, okay, this isn't like a cutie little name. Like they know this is their body. and. I'm not supposed to touch them. Right. Um, and then just teaching them kind of about safety and, you know, nobody can touch your body, but you, you know, mommy can't touch your body. Daddy can't touch your body. Um, unless it's like bathing or things like that, but just continually having those conversations with your kids about safety and body safety and things like that.
0: Right. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a interesting actually that you say talking about and naming the body parts. Cause I think Parents, I think, actually have a, a natural instinct to not educate them so bluntly or, or really just so down to earth, I guess. Um, right.
2: And just even a story that um, why you should call it the names for body parts is there was, and this is hypothetically, this is, I don't know this person personally or anything like that, but um, let's say, for example, you have a little preschool or first grade little girl coming into class and saying, Uncle Tony touched my cookie. Um, and as a teacher, you're going to think, okay, honey, you need to share that kind of thing. Whereas if you have a kid coming in saying, uncle Tony touched my whatever you want to name it, um, that's not a cutesy name, but you call it the proper body part. Um, you're going to take that a lot more seriously. Definitely. Yeah, you sure will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's a good, it's a good point that will open you up. And, um, the, the, um, the statistic on the neglect abuse is uh, that's really eye opening because I th- I think even most people probably don't think of abuse that way as neglect but gosh anyway um, yeah so we've got a, a lot more to talk about um, but this is we're gonna go ahead and, and take a quick pause here we're gonna go and uh, hear some spots on some things happening around Tinker Air Force Base and so Tinker talks April Mark be right back with Allie. Get involved in healthy thinking, anger, stress, and self-care classes. This is a four-session class teaching better ways of expressing and reducing feelings of anger. Practice methods to help deal with stress and unproductive thinking patterns, which may be causing problems in your life. Create better life balance and practice self-care. Call for more information 582-6604 and schedule yourself or a group session. Check out the Latte's Love and Logic workshop. This is also a four-part class for parents of children ages six to 12 years old. It's simple, easy to learn techniques to help teach responsibility and character. Immediate positive effects lower the parent's stress level and boost children's confidence. Call Family Advocacy to schedule yourself an appointment or you can schedule an appointment for a group session. And welcome back to Tinker Talks. We are talking to Allie Kern, about uh, Child Abuse Awareness Month, and uh, we've covered some some very good topic, good conversation, and we were talking during the break even about uh, you know the the great points, and we'll get into some, some more things and helpful points on helping people get educated about awareness and, and child abuse. So, um, Ali, can you tell us has or has or how has the COVID pandemic affected or impacted statistics for child abuse?
2: Sure. So I actually was trying to find more information on this because I anticipated there just being an uproar of numbers. And yes, it has increased some, and especially if we're talking about the severity of abuse that's going on, um, but hospitalizations, so we're talking about kids that might be hospitalized because of the abuse um, have gone down and whether that's because there's not eyes on the kids like there normally is because they're not in school, they're not out to their friend's house playing, um, things like that. But I mean, research is saying we don't necessarily know the impact yet because we've never experienced a pandemic like this when it comes to everything going on in between. However, we know that and research suggests strongly that um, parental stress impacts child abuse, so stressors related to parents having to work from home now because their kid is homeschooled, hundreds of thousands of people being laid off from jobs, mm-hmm. um, just that extra burden of not being able to get out and go out. And so, yeah, I anticipate once everything is back to normal, whatever that may look like, that the numbers are going to absolutely skyrocket. Um, yeah.
0: and. Probably drinking as well, right? Because I think, uh, you know, surely that would probably lend a little bit into child abuse. And we know for sure, I mean, the statistics are all over the place about how much uh, alcohol consumption has gone up since the start of the pandemic so absolutely so what are the the long-term and short-term effects on child abuse and we even talked to this maybe where you could get into like invisible wounds where you don't know this
2: so short-term effects would be like the obvious injuries to the body maybe they're having to get medical treatment it might be something like an adjustment disorder that can be treated um with therapy or interventions that way um could be removal from the home, um, things like that. There is, as far as like short-term effects with, um, like the ones you can't see. So sexual abuse is one that you're not going to be able to easily see. It could be pregnancy, STD, STI, emotional abuse, if left untreated. That's when we're talking about long-term effects of all of these, um, things where kids have experienced trauma and there's an incredible, uh, study the adverse childhood experiences, the ACEs study that actually, um, measures trauma. And it's like, have you, um, experienced lots of moves? Yes. If you're a military child that Mm -hmm. contributes Mm -hmm. to your ACE score. Um, did you grow up in a family where one or more family member was in jail? Yes, that contributes to your ACEs score. So what the ACEs study suggests is the higher your ACEs score, the more um, impact that has long-term. So if we're looking at somebody that has a high ACE score, it's, um, then we're saying, okay, they might be um, prone to more mental health issues. They might be uh, more prone to uh, delinquent crimes. They might be more prone to sexual activity as a minor, uh, things like that. So. Um, Did they experience violence in their home? That might mean that they might be offenders when they get into a family environment. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's a really, really cool study. And if you're a research nerd like me and like reading stuff like that, it's really cool how they did it because they are continually developing more research on it and how trauma impacts the brain and how trauma, um, how people cope with trauma if untreated. So, I mean, it's just really interesting. Are there resources for help
1: for kids?
2: Yeah. So um, specifically, if kids are listening to this podcast because they see abuse or anything like that, flags on there, um, they can call 911. They can go to their local fire station or police station and ask for help. They can call the DHS hotline 1-800-522-3511. If they're in school, they can tell a teacher, tell an adult if they're being abused. Um, I always tell kids, you can have one safe person to tell, make sure you have five safe people to tell because um, it's the effect of, oh, well, they've already told me, they probably told other people, so I'm not going to say anything. Always tell multiple people if something is happening to you. Um, and then on base, family advocacy, we, we help families if there's maltreatment allegations. i I'm, I'm, I know family advocacy might get a bad rep in the sense of oh gosh, family advocacy is involved, but I mean the purpose of us is to help treat offenders if that's the case and prevent. We have tons of prevention services available for that.
0: Right, and so, um, what, what do you do when a child discloses child abuse? Like, what, what's the process?
2: Yeah, so. The process of disclosure in any type of abuse, it is a process because um, there's certain elements that come into play. And specifically, there's three different types of disclosures that I want to talk about. So you have the accidental disclosure, which is them maybe not knowing what they're telling you is wrong. Um, And then we have the purposeful or the active disclosure for them actively saying, this is happening to me, I'm asking you for help. And then the last one is the tentative disclosure, which is saying, hey, this might've happened to my friend, but what would you do if this happened to you type of thing? Um, And it's absolutely important that if a child discloses to you, number one, you believe them. You don't call them a little liar. You don't say you're making that up. Um, and that's really hard to do, if, especially if they're telling you, hey, dad did this to me and your mom. Um, but you believe them because what we also know about disclosures is that kids rarely lie about abuse. They're more likely to say that it didn't happen to them as opposed to saying, yes, this did happen to me. Oh. Why? Because 78% of perpetrators are parents. Um, Most of the people that are perpetrators are someone that they love and trust and that they care about. And maybe this person has said, hey, if you tell so-and-so about this, I'm gonna be in trouble, I'm gonna get you in trouble, I'm gonna hurt your family, Um, and they trust this person. So yeah, kids aren't gonna tell just, oh, hey, by the way, this happened to me. So establishing trust and making sure you're letting that kid know um, that you believe them is important. And then last but not least, I will say, if a kid discloses to you, always want to make sure to assess safety. Mm -hmm. So as a therapist, assessing safety is like second nature for us. But as a lay person of maybe somebody who doesn't have to deal with this day to day, just important questions to ask are who did it, what happened, where were you? And when is the next time that you're going to see this person? or where did this happen at? Um, Because if you have to call and make a DHS referral, they're gonna ask you all those questions. Mm -hmm. So if you're a teacher or if you're a mentor or something like that and the kid's disclosing this to you and then you know, hey, they have to go back home to mom's house and then mom's house is where um, this abuse is happening, you wanna make sure, hey, DHS, by the way, so DHS can intervene or something can happen so where they're not going back to this abusive situation.
0: What a vulnerable and difficult Spot for a child to be in, that's yes, just so difficult. It's just it's just hard to to deal with. Yeah. Um, it's just hard to listen to and and sad. Um, and I, this may be a little bit off topic, and maybe not in <clears throat> in your your line of expertise. But one great thing that's been coming along for this country, I, in my just my opinion, is how much focus we've been putting in the recent years on mental health in our country. And do, are there studies or science to show that there's relationships between some of this abuse and adult mental health issues or problems?
2: Um, So, I mean, like I said previously, most of the people that are, well, I don't know if I said this or not, but most of the people that perpetrate, um, have usually been victims themselves. Um, so whether that's untreated mental health or anything like that, um, I mean, it's yeah, mental health is still not getting a bad rep per se, but we're still not talking about it, just like child abuse, because people don't wanna be seen as or looked at, I'm crazy, or I have a problem, or a pill's not gonna fix this type of thing, which, I mean, is very true, because we still have the stereotypes of, oh, they have depression, or oh, they have anxiety, Mm -hmm. um, which most of the population, we have some form of mental illness, we just don't talk about it.
0: Right, and and I can say without um, getting into a lot of my own personal story but people who are close to me and know some of it. I didn't grow up in a very ideal household, to just put it mildly and nicely. Um, but it just seemed to me that you didn't talk about it because it's just probably everybody. It's just like April said earlier. It's just probably everybody is dealing with the same thing. Um, yeah. I'm, we're going to go ahead and take another break here, and uh, we'll be back in just a second. Considering going back to college or even going to college for the first time, Accessing higher education is offered by Educational Services. To get more information, call 739-7408. And hey, all you moms out there, get involved with Moms with a Mission. This is a support group focused on postpartum depression, education, and wellness. They meet every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Airmen and Family Readiness Center. No reservations needed. Come on and join up anytime. Welcome back to Tinker Talks. That's okay, April. You were getting ready to say something. I was going to
1: say something. Yeah. Well, we'll,
0: we'll jump right in. No,
1: go right ahead. Um, You mentioned earlier, Allie, that abuse, I mean, it's not something that just happens to, you know, lower income or wealthy or whatever people. Um, I, when my daughter was young, And she cried all the time, and she didn't, you know, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was an older mom, but still, I didn't know what to do. And one day, I thought, you know, I could easily just throw her against the wall, be done with it, nobody would have to know. And I told my mom, I said, if I were a different kind of person, I would do this, Mm -hmm. just because I don't know what to do. So... Do people ever self-report when they find they're becoming abusive toward their children? I never did anything Mm -hmm. abusive, but I did think about it. So do people ever come forward and say, hey, I've done something or I'm thinking about something?
2: I'll say it's very few and far between where they'll come forward and say, I've done something. Um, We do have parents and have a mom's group at um, Airmen and Family Readiness Center on Thursdays at 3 o'clock where we talk about things like that and stressors of the postpartum and adjusting and all of that. And just even as a normal civilian mom with a civilian husband, I can't imagine having a child with someone who's deployed or that um, isn't present all the time because of work restraints or anything like that. So people ask for help more than what we like give them credit for um and especially right now with all the COVID stuff going on and the extra stressors related that to that we're seeing an influx in like the mental health clinic um, with anxieties depressions um suicidal ideations and things like that people coming forward and saying oh my gosh you know this pandemic it's like highlighted everything going on in my head right now like i need help so we are seeing people come forward and like asking for help in that aspect and the moms of the moms group are enjoying that interaction with other moms in that moment of, oh, my gosh, me too, but I just didn't want to say that out loud. And it's like, nope, <laughs> right. no judgment here. You know, We've all right. had those crazy thoughts of I want to throw my baby against the wall. I'm not going to do it, right. but that's where I'm at. And mm-hmm. just kind of being real about it. And I think piggybacking off of, like, the mental health thing is the more we talk about it, the more we normalize it, same with child abuse, not that child abuse is normal, but the more we say, Hey, it's okay to ask for help before it gets to that point of I'm going to abuse my child. Um, that's why family advocacy exists. The majority of our staff is prevention staff. I mean, we have two treatment managers that deal with the maltreatment side of things, but then there's like, I don't know, six of us that do the prevention side of things. So
0: that's great. And what an, absolutely fabulous resource and we're probably a little bit spoiled being around the military um, and I know I've I have been involved with the military for most of the last 30 some odd years of my life not to talk about how old I am but the culture in the military is so geared towards those types of groups and those resources and getting help and I think that's just that I didn't know that that women's group existed and I think it's fabulous because yeah. that is what a great way to go get around a bunch of people who are all experiencing the same thing and uh, and try to decompress and talk through, you know. And it being parents
2: keeps growing every week. It's like, oh, there's two more people that are new. I mean, it, it honestly, it's it's been good for me as a mom, and I know that other moms enjoy coming to it. It's just, I don't know. It's just good to have real talks. Right. Yes. It's,
0: being a parent's very difficult. Yes. Uh, nobody yes, will it ever is. say it's easy, and there are no handbooks on how to do it right or wrong. like you I just, mean, there are, but it's like <laughs> yeah. every child is
2: different and right. every parenting st- style is different, so
0: Exactly, Definitely. so you're just kind of guessing as you go. Mm-hmm. But um, being engaged and uh, listening, God, as we've talked about this in many different podcasts before, listening, it's such a critical skill. It is critical. Um, so how important is it that we ensure kids don't grow up in abusive homes? I mean, they are going to have to run society. Yeah.
2: Someday. So I wanted yesterday, whenever I was answering these questions or responding back to him, I wanted to figure out because I know there's probably some business people out there mm-hmm. and want to know cost about this and the approximate lifetime economic burden for child abuse and neglect is four hundred and twenty-eight billion oh, with my. a B, B as in boy dollars. Wow. wow. So if we're talking about economically, it's I mean it's extremely important. Um, but if we're talking about as a community, Mm -hmm. as a family, as an individual, it's so important. Um, how do we create safe environments for kids? How can we be a safe person for a kid to disclose to? And that's knowing your neighbors, interacting with your neighbors, knowing their kids, knowing who your kids are hanging out with, knowing what kids are coming to your house, um, being an engaged parent. and. I work an eight to five job. My mom, she worked out of her home growing up. I'm not gonna be PTA mom and all that stuff that my mom was just because mm-hmm. I don't have the time. Right. But I promise you, I'm gonna know who my kids are hanging out with, mm-hmm. who they're talking to, what they're doing at school, what they're doing at recess, things like that. Um, just being an engaged parent, uh, practicing nurturing parenting skills and in providing a safe emotional environment for them. Kids have big emotions and mm-hmm. big feelings. You know people call them the terrible twos and i hate that term with my daughter because yeah she has all these emotions going on 24 7 especially when i tell her no and that's when i just get on her level and i hug her and i say it's okay baby i know you know and just kind of moving past that of like how do we regulate these emotions to become healthy individuals because right. if we become if we raise healthy kids then they become healthy adults mm-hmm. um but most importantly, meeting their basic, I say most importantly because neglect is such a big one, mm-hmm. but meeting their basic needs, food, shelter, education, things like that. Um, the military has a ton of resources available for military families. I mean, you talk about Airman's Addict, Airmen Family Readiness Center, they have things that they can get access to. Um, but Oklahoma specifically, I use this kind of as my cheater sometimes for resources with families, But if you go to 211Oklahoma.org, or you can call our office and I can provide you resources, they have like food banks, they have places for safe housing, they have rental assistance, bill assistance stuff. Um, And most of the time you have to meet a certain income threshold, but sometimes it's like, yeah, no questions asked, just bring your bill in and we'll pay for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So things like that. And then last but not least is as a community, what can we do as a community to help make sure that kids stay safe and child abuse doesn't happen? And I think, um, supporting those agencies, a lot of those agencies are nonprofit agencies. They're not for-profit agencies. Um, so they're getting their money from grants or they're getting their money from donations. So how can we support them? Whether that's, through money, whether that's for volunteering, whether that's sharing a post on Facebook, if they're having a fundraiser coming up. Um, Like I said, April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. I go on my Facebook right now and there's tons of fundraisers going on, whether that's giving $5 or the CAC that I worked at prior, every child that left got a stuffed animal. So is that going to the dollar store and picking up a whole bunch of stuffed Mm -hmm. animals because if the center has to pay for it that's money out of their pocket for resources for staff that maybe they have to cut so um those are my take backs for <laughs> how we can support
1: everybody and making sure kids stay safe so you you've talked a lot about family advocacy and the resources that you have and the moms group are there any other um avenues on base that are any other things on base that are available to parents
2: yeah so Family Advocacy also has um, the new parent support program, and I'm so jealous of any active duty person or their dependent that can be enrolled in this, and you have to be active duty or their dependent um, to access these services, but you get access to a registered nurse that comes out to your home that goes through ages and stages of development, and that's available um, pregnancy to three years old, so you can have this nurse for almost four years, whether that's Answering pregnancy related questions, whether that's answering sleep regression questions, teething questions. I mean, I would have loved this service. Um, but I mean, that's a free service on family advocacy. Um, there's also, um, a play group, um, that is at the youth center on Fridays at 10 o'clock that you can bring your kids to that just started last week. We have parenting classes, which everybody needs that. I love reading the books on the parenting classes. Mm. Um, We have just, I mean, gosh, I'm trying to rack my brain about everything that we have available. There's just a ton of stuff that we have. Um, Marital relationship enrichment classes. If you're dating or engaged, strongly recommend that. Help build that strong foundation because if you and your partner have a strong foundation, you're likely going to be a good partnership and build a good family if that's your goal and things like that and have healthy relationships for the rest of your life. Um, But yeah, call our office. I mean, we are available to answer questions. If a kid discloses to you, we can help kind of process through what do you do next? What do we need to do next? Um, If you're needing something just on an individual basis, we can meet those needs as well, so.
0: Great stuff, great resources. And uh, also you even talk about donating little things here and there. Um, and even to those people out there who who may not be in a situation, because I think probably some of our listeners aren't a- actively on this base or involved with uh, Tinker. Some some aren't. Um, but I- even volunteer. Yeah, Like you talk about the 211Oklahoma.org. You know, if there are places out there where you want to be involved, but maybe financially and, and, you know, certainly coming through a pandemic, maybe that's not... Gonna be a, an option for you right now, but even just if you were able to, to volunteer somewhere, to get involved and to help somehow. And I know driving down the the street in Norman, I drove down Main Street in Norman the other day, and it was really, it was nice to see every single pole. And I don't know if either one of you have been in Norman, but Main Street's probably two three miles long. Every pole through the middle of the town that street and every pole on the side of the street, light pole and telephone pole, every single one of them, the entire length of main street had a blue ribbon tied on them. Wow. All of them. And that's awesome. It was kind of nice. Yeah. It was, was, and we knew we were doing this podcast, so it really, it stood out to me and, and it was nice to see that, uh, it's just such an, it's such an important topic. You know, it's so critical, I think to, to raise our kids, uh, as holy and healthy as we possibly can. I mean, you know, you're gonna get some of it wrong. <laughs> yeah. the, the book, yeah. the book get... and kids aren't one size fits all as yeah. we we'll right. discussed. But right. Allie, um great stuff. You're always always great to talk to and full of such good information. Um, hopefully someday we can have you come back and talk about something that's not such a t- difficult, tough subject. I don't know if I don't know if my job doesn't have difficult stuff, but I signed
2: up for it and I loved it, and I appreciate you guys having me on here.
0: Well, you're a great resource, and April definitely, as always. Thanks for, thanks for uh, being on my side here, of course, and uh, keeping me straight even when I skip around and get off topic, and you give me dirty looks that I'm talking too long. So. <laughs> With that, we will bring to close another episode of the Tinker Talks podcast. Um, we will link uh, these resources in our show notes, and uh, of course, when uh, April does the the write up stuff and puts it out on on Facebook and the website, and so you'll be able to get access to a lot of the resources that Allie talked about here today. So don't don't have to worry about going back and trying to pause and take down all the notes. We'll have it for you. Um, And also, speaking of social media and websites, don't forget to check out Tinker's uh, Facebook site and Instagram. That's at Tinker Air Force Base. Our Twitter handle is at team underscore Tinker. And, of course, we have a great website, and you can find us over there at www.tinker.af.mil not sure i need to say the www anymore but. i heard
1: yesterday you don't need that anymore oh, that right. came this from my 10 year old nephew this whole nobody this, does that mark this wide world <laughs> web <laughs>
0: who knew Okay. anyway uh with that we're going to bring this episode to a close again thanks allie for the great information and uh as always we stay say uh stay safe out there treat each other with respect Really take care of your children. They are vital to to the success of our futures in our country. And uh, until next time, have a great day.